Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1337, air date October 9th, 2023. All right, I think we're live. Go ahead, Michelle. All right. Hello, good afternoon, good evening, friends. My name is Michelle, and I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Shiva today. Hi, Dr. Shiva. Hi, Michelle, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. So, you know, what I, I know as we were getting ready for this, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the integration of health, right? Um, freedom, truth. Um, I had my assistant change the title that it's going to be both a very politically charged title, but also something very deeply spiritual. And so, um, you know, many years ago when I ran for Senate, our slogan, because we ran as independence, was declare your independence. Um, so I've set this as declare your independence from Zionism. Okay. And um, so I think what's important is it's a very powerful statement because it's, it's a very highly uh, controversial one. But I think we live in a time where uh, the future of the individual plus the society is really is dependent on people raising their consciousness. And that's what our movement Truth for the Health is all about, including my run for president. It's about raising people's consciousness you know, from understanding the difference between truth versus lies, um, freedom versus slavery, right, and health versus disease. And there's a guy that, and, and sometimes I think nature or God or spirit, you know, spirit manifests its stuff in a form where people are able to learn. And that's where we have the opportunity. Um, if you think about my, our run for president, you know, someone come from the lowest caste system in India versus who I really think the real enemy of the people right now in the United States is obviously it's the obvious establishment like Biden, right? And the Kennedy and, and let's say the Clintons, um, but the not so obvious establishment as you know, when we ready, read many of the spiritual texts, be it in Hinduism or Christianity are always the people who talk a good game. The real devil is people who mimics truth. And that's who Booby effing Kennedy represents. And he just yesterday, knowing that we're running for independent candidate declared that he's running for independent stealing our slogan from 2018 declare your independence and a couple of days ago we had a, a gentleman come to our open house and he said that dr shiva um kennedy's organization literally steals your slides steals your stuff and represents it and um about a month ago you know i did a talk saying you know our run for president is about the tip of a movement it's about you and he literally does a video on that. So we live in this very extraordinary time where the individual is going to have to decide if they want to raise their consciousness. And what we're doing as a movement, Michelle, and I know you have some very, very great questions to tease all that out at the spiritual level, at the health level, at the performance level is our movement is really a performance movement, you know? Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the performance movement is about does the individual want to truly become independent? Or do they want to follow the counterfeit independent, which is what Kennedy represents? He's a devil. Robert Effing Kennedy is a devil. And that's a spiritual statement I'm making. And it's an amazing opportunity. Those people who overcome Kennedy and come to our campaign or movement are very, very enlightened people because they've overcome the real Maya, the real illusion. So I think this is going to be extraordinary. And the fact that we exist uh, to teach people this, I think is pretty... Uh, coincidental that you know you reached out to us and then you have this you know training 
or you've started this journey, something brought you across some, you know, the Vedas and the Puranas and all these kinds of things. But go ahead, Michelle. So I just want to give everyone an intro because if they see that title, but we're going to talk about health and well-being, it's, you know, my view is that life is about um, a journey. And at every point, life gives you the opportunity. Do you want to elevate your consciousness and advance on that path? Or do you want to remain in hell in some ways, you know? And Booby yeah. F. and Kennedy is the devil. Robert Kennedy, everyone listen to me, is the fucking devil. He was he comes from a family of devils. He comes from a family of organized crime. And he is literally mimicking our campaign. We used to have a slogan, Michelle, we said only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. So this yeah. one is only the real independent will defeat the you know counterfeit independent or the fake independent. So let's go. All right. Well, I'll go off script, not start in order. We'll come full circle. Since you brought this up, let's go with how does nepotism degrade our society? Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, yeah. so the United States, um, and by the way, many of the founders of the United States were very, very deeply enlightened people. You know, they, they were into classical liberalism. Many of them even read. There's a lot of data. We're influenced by many of the ancient Indian spirituality, right? Christ consciousness, right? These people are very yes. enlightened people. Um, so one of the tenets that manifests itself in the world, you know, heaven meets earth, is a concept of each individual learning how to stand up on their own two feet. Okay? True independence. Um, the whole model, you know, in the India yoga system, there was something called, there's various yoga systems, right? Kundalini yoga, right? Hatha yoga, bhakti yoga, and so on. The ultimate yoga system was karma yoga. Karma yoga uh, was that you you don't have to go away to an ashram. You don't have to leave this world and become, you know, some ascetic, right? Um, but it it was a, a type of yoga where you lived life fully, let's say a householder's life and all those kinds of things. But in your acts, you were truly, um, you know, connected with living the virtues of what it meant, you know, honor, you know, all those great virtues that come from many, many of the spiritual traditions. Right. Well, nepotism in many ways is the opposite of that because your advancement, your growth is not dependent on your soul's journey. It's dependent on someone else helping you. Someone else always using their life to support you for your advancement. So you never get to really grow. You never get to um, be a full human being. So I think the entire basis of the United States was based on non-nepotism. The idea of the individual being free, the first amendment, the ability for you to have the second amendment. It's quite extraordinary when you think about it, right? Yeah. Which is that you could protect yourself. You don't need the state. In some ways, the state is not gonna be um, uh, imposing some nepotism on you. If you, you know, I think we broadened the definition of what is nepotism, right? Yeah. So if you look at, since we're, again, I think uh, something quite extraordinary has given us this opportunity to use Kennedy as the, op, as the, the real evil to expose this, Booby Kennedy comes from a line of nepotism. Think about what I'm saying. He would be nobody. He's got a devil sounding voice. Just think about this guy. He screwed 30 women, literally drove his wife to hang, hang herself. Okay. I don't know if people know about this. Um, uh, comes from a family of murderers and smugglers and crooks. Um, you can look at his grandfather, Joe Kennedy who was actually an organized criminal. 
And John Kennedy's been totally made to appear as though he's some great hero. He was a very reckless individual. Um, he did one of the biggest blunders in World War II, blow up a ship. And there was enough evidence that he was doing crazy stuff. His, he was never supposed to even get into the Navy. He was disqualified, his father made calls, nepotism, okay? So he could get into the Navy. After he blows up the ship, it was gonna be on the front page news as the son had really fucked up, John Kennedy. So the father then uh, calls up the newspapers and rewrites the story to make him look like a hero. Total nonsense. Then hires authors to write a book for him called Profiles and Cards. I'm talking about JFK. Has a cameraman follow him around, right? He was uh, had no regard for women and made him appear as though he was this great uh, fighter, right? Camelot. Think about what they did. They took the British royalty concept. Um, it was John Kennedy who got us into Vietnam, which butchered many, many poor Vietnamese halfway around the world under the name of fighting, quote unquote, communism. And he was the one who brought in the other devil, Kissinger, into the White House, he was a complete warmonger. The next brother, Robert F. Kennedy, is the one who escalated, the, who was su completely supportive of the escalation of the war in Vietnam. But the media, Michelle, was presenting him as though he was a peacenik. Again, all because of this nepotism of JFK to RFK. Let me look at it. JFK, RFK. I mean, how much nepotism can you get there? FK, F you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, FK is interesting. Like, fuck off to these people. <laughs> um, that's what it really should be. John F. Fuck off Kennedy. But, um, and then you have Booby Kennedy, who was, you know, go look at his history. He had no regard for any other human being. Um, you know, he could get away with any cr crime. You know, at 17, 16, he spits in a cop's face because they pull him over. He doesn't go to jail. He, I right. mean, in the sense, if I did it, we'd be in probably jail for 20 years. I've dealt with the injustice of the justice system before. Right. So I'm very familiar from personal experience. Right. right. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting to say that because the justice system is always tilted in favor of those people who have massive nepotism. They call up judges. They call up congressmen. So th so. Here's Booby F. and Kennedy, and it, I think it's a good thing to understand that John Kennedy was the one who created the 1962 Vaccination Act. He was also a Zionist, which means the promotion of the chosen people concept, Israel, as the chosen people, right? Um, and that's a completely racist concept. It's based on nepotism. You're born into some tribe, and overnight you get to be the chosen one. It's very much like the caste system in India which was not the original system of Brahmanism, okay? Right. But this concept of you don't have to work like all of us do, but you're born into some family, some caste, some philosophy, religion, and you get to all, you're overnight the best person in the world. So it's a really great question you're asking. So the Kennedys represent the, the penultimate nature of nepotism, right? Everything they have, and the Kennedys have this really arrogance if you meet them like oh i'm a kennedy if you get if they get arrested you can see oh i'm a kennedy don't you know who i am and they spit yeah. in a policeman's face so well, booby kennedy yeah it's kind of a it is a crime against humanity to not allow people with the talent drive and determination that star quality who might be from a lower caste or come from nothing if they have the skill the drive the motivation they're going to do a better job and they're going to get the job done so it is a crime against everyone to not allow that system to be open 
for people to rise from from nothing. When we well, give I, things to people who already have things, they don't have that same hunger. They didn't work for it like other people have and will. Yeah, so I think the question you're asking, I, I think it's a really brilliant question because so when you think about the Kennedys, it's all about nepotism. The Kennedys support Zionism, which is all about nepotism. What does Zionism say? That these people are the chosen people. Zionism is the ultimate of racism, which serves imperialism, which is this whole nepotic, if you want to put it, a system of the swarm, right? Yeah. So, uh, so it's, and that's what, you know, we need to declare independence from. We need to shatter this entire basis of nepotism, which is you're born, you get a birth lottery. It's all bullshit. It was never about a birth lottery. Even the ancient Indian spiritual systems, it was about your work. Anyone could become a Brahmin. You know, based on your dedication, how much you studied, how much you worked hard. Um, and somewhere along the way, these beautiful philosophies got hijacked and it became about you were born into a family. That's what Zionism is. Zionism took the ancient texts of Judaism and it flipped it. The Khazarians have nothing to do with the non-Khazarian, non-Ashkenazi Jews. They literally took these beautiful teachings and they flipped it. It's literally, in my view, it's devil worship. Zionism is really racism and it's, it's the ultimate of this. So what's really important, Michelle, everyone should understand Kennedy supported the most rabid form of Zionism. This was about two months ago. And now he's all supportive for funding the, uh, our, the American working people's dollars to go butcher the Palestinians. I mean, if you compare Israel and the United States to Palestine, it's not even, I mean, it's not even a fair fight. It's like someone who's been abusing you for a hundred years and then you start rising up against them and then you make them wrong. It's like a toxic <laughs> relationship on a grand scale. A, yeah. Yes. <laughs> You nailed it. Anybody yeah. who's dated or been with or dealt with a narcissist, which a lot of people talk about that in the health and healing wellness arena, they can understand it's the same thing just happening on a grand scale. And I think you pointed out something really important for the spiritualists who oftentimes sit on the sidelines as observers about karma yoga, because I think there's a huge demographic of people who sit and don't take action because they think that that's the spiritual thing to do with a misunderstanding of what action karma yoga is all about. So maybe we could talk about that a little bit to help yeah. motivate people to take action, even if they're spiritualists, even right. more so. So I think you're asking a, another great question is, uh, what is right action? So let's talk about what does the word karma mean? Karma right. doesn't mean you sit there and something from your past life affects your present life. So, oh, um, you know, I don't know, you got in a car accident. Oh, that's because you were a bad dog in your last life. <laughs> and so, no, seriously. The, so the Hinduism yeah. concept of karma has been manipulated, no different than the Christian concept of uh, penance, right? Uh, you know, you can go murder a bunch of people, and then you go and apologize uh, to a Catholic priest and you're absolved. It's nonsense. Um, no one, this, this is fundamentally not what these teachings were about. Um, so karma, the original word, if people studied, means right action. 
there's a, another word to karma, which means karma fall, P-H-A-L, which means a fruit of action. So you take right action and you get the fruits of action, right? Input, output. Very simple. And so uh, it's a much more simple understanding. So the issue is what is right action? And what is and now right action, your action is compelled by your goal, what you want to achieve. Um, in our case, our movement's goal is truth, freedom, health. In an individual's case, someone, I don't know, may have very sort of mundane uh, goals. I just want to make, I want to become a hundred billionaire, right? Something like that, right? Or um, I want to be on TV all day, right? Or a goal could be, I want to serve humanity, right? Um, I want to be a warrior for truth, freedom, health. That could be a goal, you say? Right. So whatever the goal that you come up with in the Indian system, that was called your sankalpa, okay? It was something that you would, through meditation, that you would figure out what your mission in life was. And that mission drove every action you took. So, and you used your buddhi, which was your common sense, your mind, um, to take action, which is karma, to achieve those goals. And when you took those actions, it affected the forces within you and everywhere else. The forces of, in the Indian system, they called it vath, pit, and kaf, or the, the forces of movement, the forces of conversion and the forces of uh, structure, right? Uh, or the forces of truth, freedom, health, you see? And then you would observe uh, through reflection, meditation, prayer, was your actions, the output of your actions, the karma fall, matching what you wanted to achieve, right? If they did, you refine those. If they didn't, hopefully you have the brain to say, I need to change course. Now, all of this process was occurring where you could wonderfully sit, let's say, in an isolated environment, but the world is not isolated. We have disturbances coming. There's things that try to throw you off. In the Indian system, those were called vikaras, V-I-K-A-R-A-S. And vikaras were the disturbances that came that would test your resilience. Where are you on the path? Now, right now, if you apply it to right here, in, in a global level, right, um, you look at the world and you come to a point in life, many of the people here Let's say want to change the world. They say, you know what? I don't accept this world of power, profit, control, this power of devils. I don't want to support people like Booby, F. and Kennedy, that entire structure. And then they come across our campaign or our movement and say, wow, this guy came bottoms up. You know, they're having a, which other presidential candidate would be having this kind of conversation? I want to know more about this. And at that point in life, people have to decide um, what action do they want to take? I want to advance to, I want truth, freedom, health in my life, right? So when they come to that point in life, they have to decide what action. Some people may say, uh, like, you know, I curse a lot at these people. I think it's very important to curse at these people. Okay. And some people have come onto my feed. They'll say, oh, you know, you, you're so nice. Why do you curse? Why don't you learn meditation? Someone said this to me recently, right? And I said, great. I said, I will teach you meditation. I said, you seem to think that um, being spiritually enlightened is someone who sits on their ass and speaks with nice talk like this, like Deepak Chopra and tries to confuse people, right? And so that's not what true, you know, if you really study um, in all cultures, I mean, if you study the Ramayana, right? The, you know, it's about fighting. It's about war. It's going to war against evil. Well, and, the Bhagavad um, Gita is all about war. And it's about, it explains, it's, it's helpful for people to read that because the Gita explains to Arjuna that he wanted to quit at one point, quit fighting. And the voice of God said, no, 
You don't quit fighting. That's not what it's about. Laying down your sword, if you're a soldier, is walking away from your purpose. Yeah, what's interesting, Michelle, is a couple of, uh, about a year ago, I met this guy, I was on the phone with an attorney in India, and he said, I want to send you this book, it's about past lives. And it's a big, thick book, right? Mm-hmm. And I have a problem reading books. If I read books, I read it like an immersion. I can't, if I study something, I go very deep into it. I can't do it. Yeah. So anyway, I looked at the book and I said, and I you know, learned a lot of this stuff. And so I, all I did was meditate very quickly, open up the book and the book lands on a chapter and it says, what is the purpose of life? And the purpose of life is to fight evil. That was it. I didn't need to read that book anymore. That was the message of the whole book. The message of existence is to fight evil, period. Fighting evil means piercing darkness. Evil, right? darkness, meaning ignorance. Ignorance, Correct. right. right. So okay. when, when, when Shiva carries the trushalite, some people have seen the trident, yep. the Western you know, world of these crazy, whoever you want to call them, anti-pagan people thought that they're the only ones who know God, um, converted the trident to me, the devil symbol. It's again, you see how they take things and flip it? The yeah. trident actually symbolizes a, 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 a three-sided spear which pierces darkness, pierces ignorance. ignorance. And as, as Buddha said, ignorance is the cause of all suffering. So right now, yes. the so again, bringing it back to the framework of right now, we know right now, in October, the economy was supposed to crash. Okay? It's all... War, it was, is, pro- war is profitable. War is profitable. So they created this war right. in the last 72 hours because... According to all economic cycles, the economy is contracted, the elites have printed money, and we were headed for a massive crash. So Netanyahu, who's devil incarnate, like booby fucking Kennedy, who's also being under massive corruption and fraud charges, a lot of people don't know, in Israel, there was a protest of nearly 100,000 people against him. Wow. So, and no one understands is that he, and the reason people are protesting was he, he's quote unquote, prime minister of Israel, but he was actually changing the whole judiciary so he wouldn't be indicted. And so he went into the most sensitive, one of the third most holiest shrines in Israel, sent in these crazy Zionist fanatics, and that was on October 5th, to incite the uh, um, you know Palestinians and Muslims, the Arab Muslims. He did this because he needed a war. And it served him multiple purposes. A, so he wouldn't be indicted. He could unite all the different factions within Israel who were hating him. So now they're all like, let's go butcher the Palestinians. And on top of that, it gives an excuse for the US imperialists, the swarm, to now distract attention to a war and to print more money to save uh, this um, economy, which is which is running on fumes. And booby fucking Kennedy, who claims he's for independence, stole, again, to everyone listening, he stole our slogan, declare your independence, right? And stole our stuff and is claiming that he's fighting for humanity. So when you ask, um, you know, what is real yoga? Real yoga is fighting. Real yoga is not sitting under a fucking tree and saying Om Namah Shivaya all day. Real yoga is not being some vegan vegetarian, right? Eating so properly and calling everyone else shudras because they eat meat. In fact, the original, uh, in fact, in the ancient times, Brahmins actually ate meat, okay? 
Ayurveda suggests eating meat for multiple dosha types. So exactly. it's more exactly. of a spiritual offshoot that is not really based in the truth. It's, a, it's the same as Zionism. It's fascinating. The modern form of Hinduism and the Brahmins who run that, everyone listen very carefully. That set of people and the modern set of people who have hijacked Judaism under the aegis of Zionism, I would argue they're probably the same people because, you know, I, that's the same vibe I get, mm. you know, very manipulative people and they have nothing to do with spirituality. The Zionists actually hate Christ. People talk to them. They are very much into materialism. Zionism has nothing to do with Judaism. In fact, in Israel itself, Michelle, the non-Ashkenazi Jews are treated equally as bad as the Palestinians. So we have to recognize Zionism, everyone should write this down as racism in the service of imperialism, you know, nepotism, the swarm, materialism, et cetera, right? Expansion of power, profit, control. And Booby fucking Kennedy comes from a family of Zionists. He's a fucking Zionist. And America has a very, very important opportunity because we are gonna head into serious darkness and massive, massive war because the Zionists are devils, Booby fucking Kennedy is a devil, and him running for independence right now is all about the counterfeit campaign against our movement, which truly comes bottoms up, which is truly based on a connection to God, which is truly based on enlightenment of the individual and raising people's consciousness. And that's what we're doing. We're teaching people that truth, freedom, health are natural phenomenon that exist in nature, Voth, pith, cough. That's what truth, freedom, health are, transport, conversion, storage. This is very deep. He's teaching yes. people nonsense, trying to suck people away from this path to enlightenment. And he wants to divert people right back to the devil. I would say Booby fucking Kennedy's the most dangerous person and he serves devil. He serves the devil, he's Satan. And saying these things doesn't make you less spiritual. It makes you more so because you're expressing authenticity authenticity is a powerful force. It comes from the heart space. Renunciation in yoga is of the mind, not of the world. I think that's a big confusion. Embracing the world, living in the world, taking in the world, being part of the world is living life, the, the life that we were granted and blessed with as human beings right now. So renunciation of the world saying, I'm not going to be a part of it is actually moving toward the darkness of ignorance, embracing being part of the world, making your presence and authenticity known to the world is truly living. Renunciation of the mind is the yoga that we learn to practice when you reach enlightenment. So a question for you, how can America heal its global relationships with other countries that have felt bullied by America's status as the global superpower? It's a great question. Um, I think what people need to reflect on, Michelle, is to understand what was the origin of the Declaration of Independence, right? The Declaration of the Independence clearly says that you as an individual have the right to abolish or alter your government if it becomes destructive, okay? 
It's a very, very powerful statement. And that's why the First and Second Amendment were created. Unequivocal, right? Yeah. It's unequivocal about this. That's a, quite an extraordinary document, giving the right of people to, um, to destroy their government if it becomes unproductive, right? And it's stated right, right there. Um, I think the core thing you wanted me to speak about was what? On the um, connection between that? Well, just if you can just repeat that how last do, part. How do we heal? How do we heal yeah. those wounds between citizens of other countries that look at Americans as being the problem when Americans realize the problems and have had a challenge changing it because they haven't felt like they have the power because the corruption in the system. Right. So I think we need to go to what occurred. Um, the what occurred was the first question you asked with this nepotism concept, right? Right. The the idea was that you would through your works and through merit, you would um, rise up, right? I mean, our movement, truthfreedomhealth.com, we let things occur and we have leaders emerge from below. It's based on your work. That's what it was supposed to be. So the framework of America was created based on your work, right? Based on your hard work. And what occurred was um, the um, Zionist concept took over all of America, which was, it didn't matter your work anymore, it mattered that you were born into a particular family, okay? You were born into a particular race. You were the chosen people. Very, very powerful concept. It is, right. and it seems to be happening globally in a lot of countries. Yeah, so the concept of the chosen people was a foundation of the Indian caste system, which was subverted, okay? The original concept of um, different people doing different vocations, Michelle, came from this concept of merit. If you were a very good carpenter, you became a carpenter, right? Or if you were a very good uh, statesman, you became the advisor to the king. Or if you were a great warrior, you became, it was all bottoms up, right? So they had the concept of Brahmin, which were the people who studied, did yoga, the people were the Chatriyars, were the fighters, right? Uh, the warriors, uh, kings and, you know, et cetera. But all of these things came from your works from below. And it wasn't about a racist model of you were chosen, that just because you were born into some family, you're born as a Kennedy, you overnight get to run for any office. All your sins are absolved. And that was a fall of America. And that concept of the chosen one, the concept of Zionism, the concept of caste, it's absolutely racist in a very deeply fundamental way to what we just talked about earlier. It's anti-human. It says that this person, just because where they're born, is connected to God and you're not. It's the antithesis of being a co-creator with God. Do you so think this, it's ego, the nature of ego that causes this because so many people fall into wanting to identify with different things to feel part of some sort of tribe because they fear feeling like they're one man island? Well, I think it's a spiritual journey, Michelle. It's because there are many, many, uh, you know, the seven deadly sins, for example, right? At every point in life, a human being has the opportunity to make choices. Do they choose a path to God or do they choose a path to the devil? And and when I'm talking about this in a, in a very simple way, it's do you want to work hard? Do you want to earn your keep? Um, do you want to be lazy, right? Do you want to be an active human being and be a co-creator with God? That to me is becoming a divine human being. You innovate, you create, uh, et cetera, right? And that co-creation capability 
is within every human being, but also is a capability with every human being not to embrace that. So when um, you say, well, yeah, Dr. Shiva, everything you're saying is true, but, but, you know, uh, you're running as an independent and, you know, you don't have the name of somebody. Therefore, I'm going to choose the lesser of two evils, you see? And that's what's been happening to the United States. For the last 70, 80, 100 years, starting the 1970, with the Kennedys, actually, 1963, what's occurred is we've had a subversion, okay, of this concept of meritocracy coming up. So people out of their laziness, instead of being active warriors, in the political movement. And that occurred during 1800s and 1900s in the United States globally. Women led many of those movements in Lowell, Massachusetts, right here, okay? In Massachusetts where the women um, saw the how the abuse that was taking place in factories, uh, women couldn't vote, you know? Afghani women had the right to vote before American women. Everyone listening, remember that. Women in Afghan had the right to vote before women in America. And then we make them seem like they're backward people, right? And it's the United States who supported the Taliban, by the way, right? Women were liberated before that. But anyway, so these movements came up, Michelle, bottoms up movements where people said, I'm going to go door to door. I'm going to build a bottoms up movement, right? I'm going to fight for my rights. And as those movements grew very explosively, um, they had massive effect. This is why we got infrastructure. This is why we eliminated, um, you know, we got the eight hour workday. All these were great reforms for average working people came from these very powerful militant movements of the 1900s led by men and women, working class people, not fucking Kennedys, not fucking Trumps. It's disgusting, not fucking Vivek the Snake, not the Bidens, people's names we don't even know who are truly enlightened people. And it, and and so that uh, action was what the United States was built on. So between 1900 to 1970, the entire US economy grew, everyone's wages grew. And the elites didn't like this. They wanted a caste system. They wanted Zionism, right? Zionism gets created around the 19, you know, uh, Israel gets uh, formed. And by the way, the Zionists actually wanted Uganda as their homeland. A lot of people don't know this. They, had, they wanted parts of Texas as their homeland. And the British imperialists said, oh, we're gonna give you this place over here where a lot of Arab Jews were there, the original Jews. And they shipped these people who were the Ashkenazi Jews over there, who were absolutely, Zionism is racism, racist to all these people, subjugated them. And that is where the fall of America took place in my view, because they aligned themselves with the devil, which is basically completely antithetical to the American viewpoint, which is you come bottoms up, you fight. If you look at the 1940s, you know, men came back from World War II when men were real men, fighters, they worked hard. And now we have a situation where we don't have men anymore. You have, I mean, booby fucking Kennedy, is he a man? Think about what this fucking guy did. People really need to think about this. He went and banged 28 women while he's married, kept a diary raiding all these women, which is the antithesis of anything spiritual. His wife finds a diary. She wants to kill herself. And he basically says, go kill yourself. By the way, when they found her hanging, she had her hand in her noose. It looks like she was trying to get it off. And this is all well documented. Yeah. Then for the press, he has a burial ceremony, right? Full court press where he's praying over the wife's casket. Devil hated this woman. Why, if, why would you go and bang 20 other women and keep a diary if you loved your wife? But takes a picture of himself as though he's some solemn Catholic mourning his wife. The next day, Michelle, 
so they buried her in the Kennedy with all the other Kennedys. And the next day they exhume the, 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 the casket and they move it to an unmarked grave. So that was all for the press. So think about the quality of person I'm talking about. When I started exposing him, Michelle, in 2020, because I saw how he was abusing women in the 2020 was important of the medical freedom movement. I was one of the leaders of it. I noticed that he was endorsing Hillary Clinton, who's a spawn of Satan. He endorsed her three times. He was for lockdowns. So I had to do the dirty work, the guy from below, from the lower caste, exposing this upper caste bourgeois motherfucker, Booby fucking Kennedy. And because you have the clarity. Right. And 20 his lack of clarity, you could see clearly. Very clearly. Yeah. I could see this snake. And here's a guy who takes advantage of people, who is very clever, the snake, the true, you know, he says, let's have safe vaccines. Very clever. He says, I want full vaccination of all Americans. He vaccinated all his kids. Everyone coming into his home had to be vaccinated, then blames his wife. But he says, I want safe vaccines. So all the idiots who don't have the discernment, who don't have the wisdom, which is one of the important, you know, important capabilities you have to develop on the path to enlightenment. They say, oh, Booby is talking about safe vaccines. Booby really wants to help us. No, he doesn't. He wants to make sure government is still involved in your life. His uncle in 1962 created the vaccination act, created all the corrupt agencies. His other uncle, Ted Kennedy, in 1986, protected all the big pharma companies from being sued. So he's the same ilk. Right. It's we a continuation of an agenda. Continuation of of an agenda of not declaring your independence. How dare he steal our slogan, declare your independence, when he is all about people being tied to the government, tied to to, to say, yeah. What what stuck out to me, which I think people watching should really take heed to, is the scapegoat word that you repetitively used. He uses scapegoats numerous times through your explanations, you've pointed out times where he's blaming, he's not taking personal accountability. And I think that anyone in leadership who's incapable of taking personal accountability, people make mistakes, we're all human beings. If a person cannot admit a mistake or take personal accountability, that's concerning for people because there's a lack of honesty there. If you're not able to say, oh yeah, you know, I may have endorsed someone or I may have supported somebody, but I made a mistake. It was an error in judgment. If that isn't even there, there's no accountability. You can't trust people like that from my experience. Yeah. And I think in, what, what we're talking about is our movement, Truth, Freedom, Health, is all about personal accountability. Yeah, We don't try to convince anyone, Michelle. Our goal is not to convince people. That's right. why if you don't fucking like my cursing booby fucking Kennedy, don't follow me. Because if you don't understand, yeah. you must teach your kids to be warriors and to and to to curse at Satan. It is very important to say the right curse word at the right time for the right person. And the sooner people learn that, the more that they're going to awake and have freedom. You see what what the system has done, Michelle, in a very profound way. Um, it's made people, you know, um, as I've talked about, abuse victims. So and yes. and, and those in power learn how to abuse people. They're very scheming people. They know this psychology. That's what narcissists are all about. Booby fucking Kennedy, Zionism, all these people in power are all the ultimate narcissists. And they know that their existence is dependent 
on abusive people and manipulating people's kindness. So, you know, there's a great slogan which says, we come into this world as doves, the goal is to leave as eagles. Well, what does that mean? It means everyone comes into this with a good soul, uh, with a loving soul and kindness. Most people, not the devils like the Kennedys or, or the Brahmins, you know, the modern Brahmins. Um, these people are actually evil, I believe. I believe they're actually evil people. Um, Sometimes I think they just might be taken over by they what? They, I, I think that they might be empty. Like they're not fully there and something else is kind of controlling them because they've allowed it. When you make, I've, I've observed people who continuously make certain decisions and it seems like the further down the path of these decisions they get, the less the person is even fully capable of controlling their own faculties and some sort of ignorant dark entity or energy kind of takes over and the person you once knew isn't really there. It's something else functioning and working through that person. And oftentimes it's like the swarm. It's a hive mind. Their mind isn't even their own anymore. It's taken over by something else. I've experienced some really strange things. People blanking out and just, you know, like a robot blanking out like they're getting message from somewhere else and then they spew it out like they're literally a robot. So Michelle, what I'm I want sure. to, yeah, I, I want to talk that. What I want to do is, I, my battery's about to run out, so I'm just going to go get the connector. So I want okay. to talk about this concept of what you're talking about: people being possessed. Okay. Yes. Um, the reality is, people make a choice to do this, and this is the the individual always makes choices. So again, we cannot let the individual let go of their responsibility. But we'll talk about that. I want to okay. play a video on. Um, so you know, everyone knows. I want to talk also about solutions here. We need to identify the enemy very clearly. I did a video everyone should go see called The Swarm. We'll talk about that. But Zionism is a manifestation of this evil. It is racism. It is nepotism. It is everything having to do nothing with being human. It's about outsourcing your future to some other entity, right? Entity of, it could be Satan. It could be outsourcing your future. Um, to the concept of, oh, I don't have to work. I'm part of the chosen people, right? Complete nonsense, right? Yeah. Um, now, the way out of this is the individual understanding that there's a very powerful connection between truth, freedom, health. And this, these three words are directly what I uncovered out of my research, out of my long journey as a child, very interested in fighting, you know, the caste system, trying to understand truth, that truth, freedom, health are directly related to very deep spiritual principles that come out of yogic science and what I learned at MIT, transport conversion storage. But we have now created a way and no one, we're not here to convince anyone, but I have put together the curriculum, the community, a movement that will intersect East and West science and tradition, ancient and modern, but it gives people the tools to liberate themselves, to become their own gurus. And that is really the goal here, not to bow down to somebody else, but to bow down to the infinite within you, which is connected to the ultimate, as I call it God, right? So that's what this is about. So, but it manifests itself in the physical world. Right now, we have to look at what's going on right now and you have to fully participate in it. You can't say, well, I, I can't deal with this. Let me go do my yoga class. No, that's not being a yogi. That's being an escapist. So let me play this. I want people to understand that we have put together a way out of this. And I want to play this video. I'm just going to get my charger, Michelle. Okay. Okay, one second. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within and the end goal 
is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have they don't this reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people there's only one movement that can do that and that is the movement that we started creating here in massachusetts the movement for truth freedom and health look i've been a student of politics since i was a four-year-old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth which is science and without freedom you can't really get to truth and without truth you make up fake problems and fake solutions which means you destroy our health and without health which is the infrastructure of us and our body you can't fight for freedom truth freedom health third concept is it has to be bottoms up working people people who work uniting and what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite that must be communist Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhealth.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. 
And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com. So people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Yeah, so the reason I wanted to play that, Michelle, is the solution out of all of this um, is an individual raising their consciousness to understand this dynamic behind this duality of left and right and to recognize that those in power have become very, very clever, you know, to manipulate people always <clears throat> back into the establishment, right, back into their swarm. And those concepts um, have to be very, very well understood. You know, in, in that video, I talk about Christ. Christ's enemies were not the obvious establishment in the modern world, the Bushes, the Clintons, right? The quote unquote, the deep state, but it was a not so obvious establishment. The people who preached the words of quote unquote God, right? The Pharisees and the Sadducees. And that's what Booby fucking Kennedy does. And we've exposed very, very, we've been the ones leading this charge to expose Trump, to expose all the people mouth the words that they steal from us. But then you have to look at their actions look at who they are and that's called discernment so this in some ways it's not about kennedy it's not about trump it's about the individual does the individual want to raise their consciousness or do they want to be enslaved you know um if um let me just show you quickly if if people go to truth freedom health we're trying to figure out what is a core uh slogan here on this and the core slogan that emerges out of this is you know get educated or be enslaved and it really puts the onus back on the individual do you want to be educated or do you want to be enslaved as a part of that you know as a teacher as some, you know i put together the entire program that people can understand it right we have all the stuff that people like and it's naturally grown to around 500 people in 150 countries um here's an interesting thing you can see here someone said i jumped from supporting the kennedys in the 1980s and 1990s to obama in 2000 then to bernie to to, to in the 2010s and then to Trump in the 2020s. I had no direction or guidance. I stayed with Trump for four years thinking I could fix him, right? That plan worked out well. <laughs> Operation Warp Speed, Fauci never fired vaccines. Sounds like Nine a toxic, toxic relationship. Exactly. Ivanka, Jared, Hillary out free, Assange in jail, Assange in jail 6.2 trillion for the elites and Jeff Bezos. If it wasn't for Truth for the Health movement, I'd be now working for Tulsi Gabbard, another devil, okay? Thank you for the Truth, Freedom, Health movement, for their inter intervention. They liberated me from my own addiction to these abusers. Get educated or be abused. Anyway, I recommend everyone go here because um, we talk about the fundamental issue. It's not that there's 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 tons of information, right, Michelle? Everyone go read the Vedas online. You can go get figure out what diet to do or not. There's so much information. But in spite of all that information, look at the reality. 
more people are anxious, depressed, 40% of people want to overthrow their governments, two and a half billion people are obese. So the reality is information doesn't elevate you. And the reason is, as um, uh, that information is put through the lens of ignorance, that ignorance leads people to Maya or illusion, confusion. And then out of that, people say, well, I'm going to just go sit under a tree all day. I'm going to meditate or I'm going to basically do nothing. Uh, I'm going to become desperate, get a gun and shoot people randomly. Or I'm going to go into this left or right dialectics. And the, the purveyors of these people, um, the people who are leading this are the machinery of ignorance. This fool, Sadhguru, is a devil, okay? Absolute devil. He has nothing to do with uh, Trump as a devil, right? All of these people, the reason I call them devils, they're misleading people back into the establishment. And Tricksters. the only way it's trickster energy. One exactly. of the important things that once you're capable of discernment, you're able to feel a person's vibration. So it doesn't necessarily matter what human suit the energy is wearing. You'll be able to identify the energy of the person and you'll know by their vibration if they are a trickster or if it is truth. Yeah, and you can that's just why also so many people go back and forth and they're like, oh, I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. Oh, now I'm going to jump on this one. I'll follow this guy for a while. He seems to be okay. It's because they're looking at the person and listening to the words without utilizing their full capability of their sensing the vibration of the energy of that person, which is what you can and, learn. And people, Michelle, do not simply take out a little piece of paper and say this person says this what did they actually do at right, the right alignment time? of thought word and action i love this exactly. dr shiva you're absolutely right this right. is like preaching to the choir over here right. i say this all the time look at the thought word and action do they align right so what yeah. we've done is so historically um so how do you take all this information in the world and get to wisdom and clarity Knowledge is very different, and knowledge demands the science of systems. Now, in the ancient times, uh, all of this knowledge was unified. And somewhere along the way, all of this got... So, in fact, in the ancient system of yogic science, it was all together. And then it got separated. And I'll talk more about that. But fundamentally, knowledge is the way you get to wisdom. But knowledge is the ability to interconnect. And what we've done is we've ask the individual if you want that kind of wisdom. And when you get wisdom, you become active, you become innovative, you become a co-creator, you get organized, but you have to be willing to let go of the old. You want to become your own guru. And that's what we've done. We've put together this entire framework, um, Michelle, to enable the individual to become their own guru. Now, a lot of people don't, don't want to do this, which is fine. But my view is from a, a, a world perspective you take, you don't, 10,000 people have this state of consciousness. It permeates the entire world. You don't need to convince everyone. And what we're noticing is more and more people. So the real overcoming of this one test of someone's own character is, um, are they overcoming Trump? The MAGA Trumpers, because they know something in them moved them to go in that direction. They wanted freedom, right? They didn't like um, a lot of things the establishment was doing. Trump was saying all the right things. So now they come to point, did he actually do what he was said? Was he though? Was he saying the right things? I was well, listening I, and I didn't hear the right things. <laughs> what, what he was saying, for example, to them, and by the way, all of his messaging was created by the swarm, drain the swamp. To right. them, that meant he's gonna root out evil. But that's not what he did. He brought in John Bolton. He brought in evil. He brought in Jared Kushner into the White House. He was saying, lock her up. 
Now, perceptually to people, that meant he was going to go after evil, like Hillary Clinton, the next day after he gets into office, he said, oh, that was just for the election. Yeah. So the point is, people want truth, freedom, health. So the devil and the swarm puts these characters. And then when, when the person doesn't see the manifestation, it goes back to the person. Why do they compromise? Why do they allow that person to get away? And that's really the rub. Or with Kennedy, Kennedy openly tells you he's the devil. He tells you personal integrity doesn't mean um, public integrity. He says that in an interview. He's telling you, I can go murder people and do whatever over here, but I'm going to look. Because they're, they have purpose, right? Spiritually, when you look at the world, everything has balance. So with the rise of Christ consciousness, there's obviously going to be a balance. With the rise of creation, there is destruction and it, they exist in balance. So it really is up to each individual person to gain the vision and discernment because the world exists as it exists. And instead of complaining, we're capable of taking action, which is what your movement is about. Well, our movement is about, it's, it's a movement, but it's ultimately about, you see what happened was thousands of years ago, in many, many of these spiritual traditions, this knowledge was all organized together, mm -hmm. right? So in the ancient, ancient Siddha tradition, which was the, the uh, philosophy, the spirituality of the native people of India, the Dravidians, which are like the Native Americans of India at the time, um, all of these systems of knowledge were unified. It wasn't separated. Okay. So the system of understanding uh, the yogic system, how to meditate, mm -hmm. how to do yoga, right? Physical yoga, the concept of the herbs, the concept of the use of small doses of heavy metals, right? Right, Ayurveda um, and yoga no. complement. Well, Ayurveda, Ayurveda is a very small piece of Siddha. Siddha meant the enlightened ones, okay? So Ayurveda was a small offshoot of Siddha, actually. The original system taught martial arts, fighting. Okay. There were 107 points on the body. Some of them you could use for killing people. There, there were deadly points, right? It was the ancient yeah. system of martial arts, which spread all over the world. All the Kung Fu stuff came actually from the Siddhas of South India. So all of the martial arts, the yoga, the herbal system, the use of heavy metals, and meditation were all unified. The Siddhas believed the purpose was to connect yourself with God and live life honorably, right? And they right. believed the concept of immortalizing people, right? In a spiritual way and physical way. Anyway, when the invasions took place in India, this fundamental integrated system of knowledge was separated. It was shattered. One became Ayurveda, talking about herbs and stuff. Another became yoga. And in fact, yoga was disintegrated. So for example, yoga was taken, there are seven chakras. One group of people started practicing Kundalini yoga. Right. And you have to be very careful with Kundalini yoga. Other people yes. started practicing Hatha yoga. Other people right. started practicing Bhakti yoga, right? Or Sura Shabda yoga, right? And I've and studied all of this. It was from caste, right? So what I studied and learned was that different castes used different forms of yoga because they were more most appropriate for their lifestyle to help them connect with God and live in their peak performance for what they needed to do day to day. Well, what happened was it wasn't the right caste. It was about the right constitution. Caste and, right? So you had a certain constitution. Everyone's different. 
And the goal oh, was oh, so okay. it originated with with your constitution, Vakruti, right. Prakriti, you know, yeah, the imbalance right. and stuff, and then it somehow shifted politically. Be, the caste system, yes, so, political yeah, so what, right? Okay. So what happened was, I wondered um, where, when, so, and yes. where that shift happened. Right. So the original system was people lived in natural resonance with nature. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're living in a resonance with nature. Some people are very good, let's say a great artist, right? Had skill to be an artist. Some, some people worked hard to be an artist. Other person wanted to study astronomy and astrology, right? And they became a teacher, right? Other people wanted to gather herbs and understand, right? So everyone was pursuing what they truly want to do, which is the natural state. Each one of us has a connection to something we want. We want to manifest our creativity, our in, um, innovative capabilities. That's when you're a co-creator with God. You're expressing your unique nature and you're expressing your divinity. That was what people were doing. So someone became a great artist. Someone became a uh, great herbalist. Someone became uh, a great war. Now, that was a natural state. And in fact, in those times, Michelle, no one had a last name. It was a first name only, like the Native Americans. The last name concept comes when people started creating property and owning things. They started owning women. They started owning the land. And that, when that political uh, event took place, it undermined this natural state. And the, the caste system starts coming. Oh, you are an artist. Your son will get to be an artist, even though the guy could be a complete idiot. Oh, you're a carpenter. Your son must be a carpenter, right? You like, you know, whatever. So so the, the entire system became organized by birthright, okay? So, and that system became a very abusive draconian caste system. Now, in the 8th century in India, um, there were a bunch of very powerful uh, spiritualists, like the Protestant Reformation movement. And they said, wait a minute, if there's equality in heaven, why isn't there equality on earth? Because they're supposed to try to mimic that. And that was around the eighth century. And that led to a movement to destroy the caste system. Okay, this very draconian caste system. So between the eighth century to around 16th century in India, the caste system was actually waning away. So um, in the courts of kings before uh, a, a singer or an artist or a merchant would never be allowed to come in. And then you start seeing this changing. So in the 15, 1600s, the caste system was breaking down in India. Most Indians, by the way, most of the Indians, many of them are supporting Zionism, which is disgusting, okay? Wow. Um, where, so the caste system was breaking away. I don't get mad at the people because it's ignorance that's the problem. People are lost yeah. in ignorance. Yeah, but sometimes you have to slap the shit out of the individual to wake them up out of it. And I think you need to do that too, because they <laughs> are also doing that. Right? You need to do both, right? We can't. Uh, but anyway, so what happened was the uh, British come to India and the Dutch and the Portuguese at a time when the caste system was breaking down. And who were these people? They were also breaking the caste system in their own countries because they were traders and merchants. They were entrepreneurs of their time, right? Britain, the caste system was breaking, everywhere the caste system was breaking down. But when the British came to India, it was a British East India Company. So they said, wait a minute, why should we negotiate with these emerging you know, merchants? Let's get rid of them. And they actually went and supported the kings who were actually falling apart. You see, people prospered from the caste system. So the British actually revived the caste system in India because they wanted all this draconian structure. They actually went and got the old Brahmanical priests and they recodified Indian law 
to create more oppressive caste system structure. Most Indians don't even know about this. So what, what India has now is a caste system. You see, a very Victorian model of a caste system. So the caste system, and that happened in America, right? In America, starting in the 1960s and 70s, I mean, what were the Kennedys? The Kennedys are fucking caste. Who the fuck are they? How dare well, you say it, the Kennedys? It's very interesting to see what's playing out today, right now, in the Middle East, and with Egypt and their decisions today about not wanting American aid or whatever happened with that. And from my understanding through meditative practice and study, this kind of all started in Egypt and there it's replaying. Do you feel like it's a cyclical pattern that gets repeated time and time again? And that, do you feel that there's a chance that we'll be able to collectively make change this time? Or do you think it's cyclical in nature for a reason? Well, here's the, the, the here's, I mean, this, this is the way you want to think about this, right? Mm -hmm. You you run, right? You do uh, exercise, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you ever run, right? Um, or if you do exercise, right? Um, you could run with weights. Some people do that. Okay. So you put a heavy burden on your body. And when you remove the weights, you're much faster, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways you want to think about this, if you want, and this is a much larger discussion, is that if you think about, if you believe in the concept of different states of consciousness, even different worlds, okay? Mm -hmm. So why is there a heaven and why is there earth? It's a fundamental question. Why would God create heaven and earth? Why would he create hell, right? All the, like, why? I The way I akin it to, it's exercise, okay? So let's say you go through the process of your own spiritual journey and you become a very, very enlightened being, like you have attained whatever you want to, you know, these values. Um, now, everyone thinks that's a unidirectional model, that once you attain enlightenment, you're done. Like, you cannot fall back. Oh, so yes, always, you can. <laughs> so I always, ask, I always ask Christians this. I said, okay, so heaven is pure, right? Heaven is the most ultimate place. They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you cannot, heaven is, there's no evil people, right? In heaven, they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're in heaven, you're an absolutely pure human being. I go, they go, yes. So I get them into that position of logic, right? Then I say, okay, if that is true, why did Lucifer want to overthrow God in heaven? Where did that evil thought come in? If heaven is so pure, where did evil come into heaven? Because it shouldn't exist. And it's a big conundrum for Christians. Yeah, and the only, there's a and lot so of they, conundrums there. Right, but but they don't know how to answer that. No. Because, I, a, because, a, because a reality is that at any point, human. so the only way to resolve that contradiction is it's not like heaven is a physical place. It's a state of consciousness. Right. Right. So no matter how high you think you've gotten, at any point you can fall. So when they call the fall of Lucifer, right? Mm -hmm. He was the archangel of God. He was God's most trusted angel. So how does someone like that in heaven fall? And that is the biggest lesson is that it doesn't matter where you are at some point. Anyone can fall. So this process of refinement constantly has to be taking place. So. If you're at a state of high degree of consciousness, I believe that a soul or in cooperation with God, you may make a choice to come back into this world 
to learn other, not only to learn other lessons, but to actually become stronger because that refinement process is infinite, right? Because God is infinite. It has to be infinite, right? Yeah. So the process of refinement, being a refined human being is not an ending process. When people think they're over, that's where the real problem begins, right? Yeah, so that's, that's tamasic. That becomes tamasic and right. there's no movement. That's closer to death. Yeah, so I think that's what this is about. So the elites, the whole concept of elites thinking they're better than everyone, that's where this concept comes from. The concept of birthright, the concept of chosen people, thinking that they've attained a certain level of knowledge and enlightenment and it's over. Now they can rule over other people that they're, that they don't have to refine themselves anymore. Right. And that's what booby fucking Kennedy represents. I mean, think about what we're talking about. They, they take a family who's a corrupt family and make them into King Arthur, which is right. Camelot. That's what they've done to the American people. So in my view, 1960s, you asked that earlier question, Michelle, when did this mm -hmm. inflection point took place? It took place with the Kennedys. The Kennedys were brought in to manipulate people to once again give up all their sense of their own independence, to outsource their future to somebody else. Like they're gonna take care of it. The Kennedys are gonna solve my problem. And what's profound about our campaign is that I'm running for president. I came from the lower caste of India where, you know, the job of our caste was to pick coconuts all day. There's a wonderful picture of my dear mother, this dark skinned Indian woman in a row of, you know, like benches of all these very light skinned men. And my mother at a time when women weren't supposed to get any degrees, get educated, somehow she broke out of that very powerful woman out of sheer will. The me, that's was with her. Well, yeah, she <laughs> decided that to do that, right? So to me, that is a truly spiritual being where you, through your work, through sadhana, actual work, you know, my great grandfather grew up as an indentured servant and he, he used to work in the field so hard that he would spit up blood, but he worked his butt off, you know, because, you know, pounding rice. But when he left the world, he went in, he said, I'm going to leave right now. And then he said, I have no debts. And, you know, he left in a very deeply spiritual way. My point is that physical labor, mental labor, people's works have what we, we should reward, not their origin of family not who they say they are. It is about deeds. And that is, to me, that's fighting evil. It is your deeds. It is what actions you do. And what did you say at the right time to help people? Booby fucking Kennedy promoted lockdowns. Trump promoted lockdowns. Fauci in March of 2020. So if you want to judge someone, judge by what they did and said at the right time. And that's how you declare your independence. But we're at a very extraordinary time because someone like Netanyahu is pure, pure devil energy. And we have to call these people for what they are. And it's time people grew some real balls to do this. Trump has no balls. Okay. He talks a good game, but he's a pussy in many ways. Excuse my language, but that's what he is. And I mean, I've been, told, I've been told I have pretty big balls for a woman. <laughs> well, 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 women, women in many, many cultures before the imposition of the feudal caste system, they were the leaders right? Yes. In all, when you remove away property ownership in the natural thing, women are the leaders in a society. They are the ones who are involved in management, right? Um, so it's a very, very important concept to understand that the 
what's happened is a total subversion. Look at fucking Kennedy. The guy has to take testosterone shots and then he's doing these push-ups, right? Testosterone, yeah, he has to take TRT. It's the ultimate of saying what's, what's happened. You know, the testosterone epidemic, men's testosterone is declining and they all have to I've take- I've seen, there's genetic, there's actual genetic things. I've posted about this. I've talked about this in the past. Men's DNA is actually falling apart. The Y chromosome, right? That's what it is. They, yeah. they have studies on it. And I was reading about that. I'm like, men, why aren't you more concerned about this? Aren't you concerned about this? This is serious. This isn't well, women hurting your feelings or anything. This is nature wiping you out. <laughs> Pay attention. What's happening is I find, you know, we're doing this interview and consider who you are, Michelle. You will find that women will interview me and give our movement the opportunity to reach audiences. White liberal men are afraid of me and our movement. Fucker Carlson is a pussy. Okay. Joe Rogan, fucking pussy. Okay. White men, white liberal men are afraid of our movement because they are they they are not men. These people are actually fake men. Robert Kennedy is scared shitless about me. When I exposed him in 2020, he went and had to do this gossip campaign like a woman, quote unquote a woman, right? He said, I was a vaccine maker. He said, I'm friends with Hillary and Bill Clinton. Totally made up shit. I've sued him and he runs away from me. So anyone listening to this understand that Booby Kennedy has to take testosterone shots and his balls have shrunk. Okay, he abuses the, women. He's a the misogynist. song Renegade is going in my head right now. You know the song Renegade? If I, no, I, how does it go? Oh, I'm not gonna sing it for you right now. Uh -huh. uh, maybe, maybe at a future date, I'll sing it to you, but um, you'll just have to listen to it after. But when you talk about this stuff in that tone with the passion that you have, it does make me think of the song Renegade. So you well, said we'd talk about some solutions. Are we yeah, ready let's, to let's talk about solutions? Well, this is we everything can talk we talk about. Well, the, the solution begins with identifying who the enemy is and who's the problem. So Gaining vision. Part, well, yeah, yeah. well, you, you need three things to understand to win. We need to have a very clear vision. You need to have the, you have to do the study. You have to be a scholar. You have to be a true Brahmin. And then you have to be a warrior, right? A Chatvira. You need all of it. You have clear vision. You need all three. So we've talked about the clear vision. We've identified who the fucking enemy is. The enemy is Zionism. The enemy is people like the fucking Kennedys. The enemy is people who never had to work a day in their lives. The enemy is people who actually hate you. Kennedy fucking hates you. If he Because he hates you is why he steals our material. Because he wants to cover the truth. Yeah. So oh, Tucker Carlson was stealing from me a couple of weeks ago. On my, one of my accounts, I literally, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've experienced it personally myself. And I yeah. can't even believe how many people that are big into the public stage, they're on the stage very largely, how they blatantly steal from people constantly and nobody knows. How many cell phones do you think these guys have set up? to make it look like they have a lot of fans on social media is what I'd like to know. Yeah. Because that's the, the whole bot and the troll. It's not even real. There's no way that that many people can like some of the things that they're saying. I don't buy it. It doesn't add up to me. And the fact well, that the, they well, steal the, from small creators is 
ridiculous. So, so Michelle, let's go to the solution. I, before we go okay. to this, I want to I want to play you a thirty second video, which will set the stage of what is the solution. So let me. Okay, so there cool. was a, a woman I was talking to, um, and she was didn't understand the concept of building a bottoms up movement. It didn't compute because she's still looking upward. Right, nice person, but she doesn't. So she asked me. Let me play this for you and you'll understand. The extreme mind control that more than half of our populace is under. How are you meandering around that? posted i think it was within a couple of i did see that video before i love that song i posted with that same song on my tiktok account within the I same said. week so i was wow. on the same frequency wow that's pretty cool so so check this wow. out um <laughs> what i want to let people know is um if you go to shiva for president numeral for president.com we have basically open source a flyer so so if you want to do something from a solution standpoint go get this flyer print it out, you know, go to your public libraries, use their printers, you know, break their printers, use it as printed because it's your public dollars, but you can print this in black and white. And I learned this when I was a 17 year old kid, the power of a flyer. This says a lesser of two evils. So, and lesser of two evils means fake independence also. So now we have to expose that booby fucking Kennedy, but this is a reality. This is what the swarm has delivered us in the United States. Your child now will have a shorter lifespan than you. That's what that represents the other curves, the other industrialized nations, they're also gonna be curving down. So this very powerful weaponry has our campaign, our branding on it, but it's ultimately teaching people, this is a problem. You could, we could talk all talks, types about philosophy and policy, but at the end of the day, your child is gonna live a shorter lifespan than you. And this demands um, a systems overhaul. And it's not gonna happen by voting for any of these people. We identify who the swarm is, and then we give people actionable solutions, which is, Go look at our campaign video, become a truth for and help warrior. And then we invite people every um, Thursdays, Michelle, at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. It's no normally a 20 hour day for me. We do different town halls on healthcare, environment, education, innovation, governance, and economy. And, and why this is important is we're actually giving people solutions. This is not saying when I become president, I'm going to do this for you. We're actually doing those things right now. That's what's right. important to understand. We're not waiting to become president. Okay, so becoming president, what would I do? I would do the same interview with you. You and I, we'd reach about 8 billion people. You say, nothing is gonna change. The bottom line is that we actually have the solutions. Healthcare, you gotta take care of your immune system. You know, when it comes to environment, we have to learn how to support our local farmers. You have to learn how to eat properly. The government ain't gonna do this. When it comes to education, people have to understand yogic science. They have to understand system science. When it comes to innovation, 
We have to educate people that they are the innovators. They are a co-creator with God. And I figured out these seven very important principles. When it comes to governance, people have to have that discernment to decide who is a leader and who isn't, right? Particularly, does this person walk the walk? And then when it comes to the economy, most people don't even know how to be frugal, right? How to save money. Don't go spending shit you don't have, right? So these are the things we teach people. So these are all independent of government. But let's move on to the broader solutions. Go ahead. Well, since you brought up our children's lifespans will be shorter, um, that whole topic, why don't we address the population pyramid and birth rate, birth rates? Do you think that it is a crisis? Do you think the population crisis is a crisis? Are we setting ourselves up for a collapse because of low birth rates? What is your view on that whole topic? Well, it's, a, you know, so you can go back to 3000 years ago. They found texts of, uh, you know, uh, people, officials 3000 years ago talking about, oh, my God, our cities are being overrun. We have too much population. We must reduce the population 3000 years ago. Okay. Um, so people have always pointed to population that, or the discussion of population um, as the problem. Okay. So population because, or, and then depopulation or birth rates and all this. And this has been going on for thousands of years. Okay. Um, Malthus um, was, there was a, when I first came to the United States, I remember being in class in 1970, I was seven years old and it was, I was in second grade. And there's this whole slide projector thing our teacher was doing about how the population was growing, how we have to reduce population. Okay. It's back in 1970. Yeah. And it was, it was called Malthus. Okay. Malthus was a philosopher who had this theory that um, po as population increases geometrically, but food increases arithmetically, right? So you were going to have not enough food and resources. But this concept of focusing on population by the elites, those in power, I just want people to understand has been a normal discussion of the elites for centuries, eons. So once you understand that, then it comes down to the real issue. Why are you focusing on population, whether it's growing or not? And the reason the elites do that is because they don't want to, us to talk about them. The people who need to be depopulated are the elites, okay? If there's someone who needs to be depopulated, it's the Zionists who believe that they are better than other people. It is the people who believe that their birthright gives them this concept, this conceptual framework, and no one wants to talk about the depopulation of that because that's evil. The real evil is not putting the mirror to the real problem, but focusing it on population, all right? So that's what people need to understand. The discussion on population itself is a distraction. That's that's the point, okay? So whether there's high or low population, in the natural state, nature is always figuring this stuff out, okay? In its eternal wisdom, if you're connected to nature, nature knows how to modulate population, right? Period. Right. Right? B but what's happened is, instead of discussing that, People are now trying to focus on population, not because they care about you or me or the world. They're focusing on population so we don't focus on them, their population of the swarm that does need to be depopulated. It is us versus them. And so that's that's what they don't want to focus on. So they want to talk about in this broad sense of population and resources, right? So I don't even think we should be talking about population. I don't need, I, I think it's irrelevant. And um, 
However, they do have an agenda, a, a very, very racist, Zionist, uh, elitist agenda that from that comes from rapacious profit, more for them, right? Less for you. And as a part of that, they may be pursuing a depopulation agenda of us. We should be pursuing a depopulation agenda of them. So this is war. It's fighting evil. And that's some what people want, Some want people to have kids to make sure that the population maintains because I think there's concern about having the population pyramid be so skewed that we don't have enough working class people to support the old people, basically, the elders. Yeah, but, if, but if we wanna to go to the root of the problem, right? I know, I get you. The root of the problem is the greed. Is when society is in a natural state, this is not an issue. But what's happened right. is the, the 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 desire for rapacious profit, power, and control creates problems that are not problems. That's the point. Okay, I mean, if humanity was in a world where it was not based on these seven deadly sins, we would probably. I mean, I don't even think people understand what it truly means to be human. I don't think the average human has any idea what it means to be human because we live under this massive monopoly capitalism and imperialism, which has made every individual a commodity. So the relationships between men and women, women and women, men and men, women and nature is so fucked up because yeah. everything's based on money. I mean, marriage at a very fundamental level was supposed to be a deeply spiritual event. It was not supposed to involve the government or the state, all right? When my parents got married, they didn't go to the government. There's no certificate. It was done in a spirit. It was supposed to be a spiritual event. Now you have the government involved in people's lives. Why the fuck is the government having to be involved in two people's lives? It's hard enough for two people to come together. Why do people want this quote unquote state marriage? It's a very fundamental thing. People need to answer this. Why do you want the government in your life? And that's I think a lot of it's fear. I think some people will seek marriage for comfort. Like if there's a legal document then the person is bound but it, it, to it's it. A, yeah, exactly. It's a scapegoat. Really, a, you, if you trust you your partner, it, you don't need that legal document to tie them down. I think that that's where all of these legal, it undermines the spiritual union. Exactly. The concept was it was supposed to be based on pure love, which, and a connection with another human being at a very deep level. You don't need the state's endorsement of that. And what's happened is monopoly capitalism has become about bloodlines right now. It's going back to feudalism. People, I mean, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, I mean, that was Trump literally selling his daughter to Zionism. That's it, very old, though. I mean, these practices, political right, marriages but, have been around for so long. Exactly. But, but the elites want to push that upon us. You see, that is not a natural state. They want us to live by their laws of mammon and materialism, you see? Right. And this is why you have so much destruction going on. So if you look at that curve of population going down, people say, oh my God, it's the vaccines. No, the reason that has occurred is multiple phenomenon. But the number one thing is the amount of stress that an individual undergoes right now. They don't have real friendships. They don't have real family. They don't, uh, there's massive economic inequality. These are all policies that were created that affect people's biology. 
So you cannot just escape it by saying, I'm going to be enlightened and I'm going to meditate. I'm going to go to church. No, you have to go fight these people. You have to just shatter the swarm. And that is the most spiritual thing people can do. And in order to get to that level of spirituality, that's karma yoga. You have to connect heaven and earth. You cannot be talking about God and spirituality and doing yoga or whatever, Ayurveda over here, and then be an asshole on how you treat people, that you are supporting inequality, that you're, you know, there's a very nice graph I have here. Um, I think I can find it here. It's a, uh, yeah, look at this graph here. This graph is fascinating. So everyone talks about gun violence, right, Michelle? But what people don't want to understand yeah. is this graph on the x-axis is the Gini index, the level of economic inequality. It's a measure. The y-axis is how many deaths by gun violence. No one wants to talk about this graph. Gun violence is directly related to economic inequality. Because when people feel that they uh, are being treated unequally, they're going to lash out. The United States has a high, and, and the left wing and the right wing do not want to talk about this. The right wing wants to say, oh, the gun violence is not the guns, but it's because of, you know, people taking SSRI drugs or watching video games. The left says it's the guns. But the fundamental reason is that the elitists have created an elite environment where you have massive levels in, in income inequality. Income inequality will lead to violence. And maybe they'll use a gun. They'll use uh, uh, you know, knives. In Japan, there was mass knivings of people where they don't have guns, right? And if you look at all the states in the United States where there's massive in income inequality and you lay it out, there's massive violence. However, you find certain states don't have the violence they should. You know why? They've removed the guns. They've taken away the guns because they know because of the income inequality, people will use weapons against the people who oppress them. So this is what people need to understand. It is income inequality, it is the elites, it is Zionism, it is this elitist model that has created this world. And you cannot get away from income inequality. There is no spiritual text that talks about supporting income inequality, whether you're a Christian. I don't understand how you could be a fucking Christian evangelical and supporting fucking Trump who goes and bangs whoever he wants and pays off prostitutes and lives with a golden plated toilet. How can you be a Christian and support this fool? Well, I mean, the disparity of resources amongst the rich and the poor, if you want to really attack, <laughs> look at the Vatican. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the, leader, the leader of the church is cruising around in a bulletproof vehicle, living the life, and there are people that live their entire lives devoted to God and the church and never get to move past their current economic state because they get stuck, trapped in this thinking that somebody else needs to tell them how to connect with God. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating because if you look at- And both, how to do it. <laughs> yes, if you, if you look at the nature of all of this spirituality, it was always bottoms up. It was supposed to be a personal relationship with God. All these quote unquote religions, be it the modern religion of Islam, the modern religion of Catholicism, all of these religions are consolidation of power, which have nothing to do with the human personal relationship with God, right? So the, uh, when I was in Italy, I was, there's very, this very interesting woman. Um, she apparently knows all these cardinals. And she's sort of a wacky woman. But anyway, she said one time she was hanging out with all these cardinals and they were sitting around a dinner table. True story. All talking about the rings that they had and whose ring had the biggest emerald. Or the biggest diamond 
These are people who claim that they're supporting Christ, right? So that's who these people are. Or you look at the Hindu religion. Let's go after every fucking religion since we're at it, okay? The modern <laughs> Hindu religion, okay? okay. No, the modern, the modern fucking Hindu religion has become about Brahmanism, okay? And the Brahmins, the modern Brahmins are evil people, okay? They think they're better. And then the, the wonderful thing that they do, which is truly evil, they say, oh, we're being attacked by the lower caste, right? And then they align themselves with the anti-BLM people when they are, they deserve to be exposed and attacked. And then you look at the history of Islam, right? I mean, Islam and Judaism are like brother and sister. They're both from the Semitic people. I mean, the history of Islam was it butchered many, many Hindus throughout the world, right? But this was driven by power, profit, and control. Has nothing to do with the spirituality basis of many of these religions. So there is the structural component that was created top down, and then there is the actual connection with God, right? Which was supposed to be a deeply personal relationship. And in order to have that personal relationship, you were supposed to study. You're supposed to sit down and understand the actual principles. Then you had to do sadhana, you had to do work. I'll give you an example, Michelle. In the ancient traditions of developing this personal relationship with God, when you went to a teacher, guru doesn't mean some guy you have to sleep with. That's what's become with to become enlightened, right? I've or, heard about some crazy stories with cult yeah, well, leaders. Well, yeah. it's all become with all the religions, right? All the big Christian religions, right? All these Jimmy Swaggerts, right? They have these big congregations and they're banging all the women, right? And then they do penance. Oh, dear God, I'm sorry I did this. And they go, it's, but all the religious when these institutionalized religious institutions have taken place, it was not about supporting people to build that personal relationship. When in order to build that personal relationship, you have to have a very clear vision. You have to understand the teachings. And then you have to do the fucking work. So in the ancient systems of the guru teacher relationship, the parents would allow the child to grow up until about 12 years old, be crazy, let the child be mischievous. And then the, student teacher relationship built with a teacher and what the teacher would do the teacher didn't teach the child yoga and meditation and how to eat well and be a vegan that was never even in the teachings what was taught was are you a good human being the child was taught how to sit down to be disciplined to do hard physical labor to work to find hard. answers themselves too yes you have that's, to actually do work that's to what i took away from a lot of the spiritual stuff that i study they would right. ask the teacher, student asks teacher, teacher, what is the answer to this question? Teacher would not give the answer. Teacher would say, go walk in the forest until you get the answer or whatever. And the kid exactly. would come back. And anything exactly. can be a teacher. Observing a tree, observing the lion, observing, you know, observation of nature is the teacher. That is the God. That is the guru. And so the teacher was, looking the teacher was a, a catalyst. The teacher, well, there was a respect, and this is where the fine line comes in. There was a respect for people who'd gone through the journey and had done the work. It As was a, guide, a respectful yeah. relationship. So it would be like, you know, when I had a baseball coach, you know, I could learn how to probably throw a curveball and throw out my arm, right? But he would teach you a very simple technique, right? So you yeah. saved 20 years of suffering, right? So the teacher's job out of their benevolence and their compassion would guide people they say, look, you can, there's, there's a thousand ways, but if you do this, you can get there quicker. Now, many students would not listen. So many teachers after a certain point 
um, may seem abusive in the way. So there's a very interesting story of Milarepa, who was a great teacher. And he, at a certain point, lived alone by himself. And when students would come to him, it's a very funny story. He would throw bricks at them. He would curse at things. They get the fuck away from me. Leave me the fuck alone. Okay? Because it sounds like me, how I've been in the past year with teaching people. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so because go, when do the work is what I tell people. Do the work. Well, also, as a teacher, you get to the point you want you actually appreciate really good students. You don't want to fuck around with morons who don't want to do the work or they dilettantes. Like when people go to Truth Freedom Health, our course, it's a very deep course. You know, as a teacher at MIT, some people have taken it 40 times. It's a lot of depth there. Some people will take it once and then suddenly they'll say, they'll start trying to advise me. It's like, shut the fuck up. You don't even understand the principles. So after a certain point, because a teacher themselves is going through their own evolution, you actually start enjoying great students because yes. you realize one good student can affect a lot of people. But the story of Milarepa is he would throw bricks at people and say, say the fuck away. And the student who was willing to recognize that and would come to him, the first thing he would do, he would say, okay, you decided to be my student now, climb up that thousand foot hill, take all these bricks up and go build a hut up there for me. Student would go do that. And they'd say, well, you know, I've changed my mind. I want you to break that hut down and bring it back, okay? Yeah. Now, this process was breaking the ego and teaching people, are you willing to actually have the sense that when you found a teacher, will you follow the teacher's teachings? Because the teacher is now taking you on to take you down a path. Now, after 10, 12 years of, so the teacher would teach you how to speak, write, discipline, work, serving humanity, helping those people with misfortunes, right? And then after that 12-year process, in 12 seconds or less, or in 10, one hour, the teacher would then teach you meditation and yoga. That was the end of a process. So you weren't taught yoga and meditation. So you could tell, yeah, I've experienced the seven heavens. I've heard the sound of the flute. I've left my body, I've seen this, you know, all that kind of stuff that comes afterwards, okay? So that was done at the end of a process because people would say, oh yeah, they would get confused to thinking they had achieved enlightenment, but they hadn't built the moral fiber with themselves to understand how to embrace the spiritual energy, you see? So all of it's ass backward right now. All these fucking uh, idiot gurus, you know, who put on the robe or these Christian people, uh, not the Christian people, but the Vatican and, and all, all the religions, all the fucking religions, all the religions suck because what they've done at the organized religion level is they've taken away the individual responsibility of the individual, okay? And that's what they've done. They say, do these rituals and you're fine. You, here, you get a ticket to heaven, all right? Go murder all the people you want, but then come and do confession on blah, 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 and you're through, right? Or, or the Hindu religion. Or go do ayahuasca one weekend and think I, you're enlightened. Fucking yeah. moron. I, I morons. Or the people are doing I have met so many people who do all this drug shit and think they're enlightened people. Now yeah. in India, my great grandfather said there were two kinds of yogis. There were the guys who actually sat their asses down, did the work, which is very difficult. You know? It is difficult. And and the others who smoke weed and, and that was called the Gunja yogis. And that's what we have right now. The difference between Kennedy and what I do is he motherfuckers never done any work. I've had to earn everything I have, Michelle, every fucking thing. I've had to fight evil all my life. And that's why I hate this fucking guy. And that's why you have to hate these people because they're devils. 
I don't believe if in they, love thy fucking neighbor. I don't believe. Christ I don't ever believe in that. hating because if you if you allow yourself to hate him, then that's giving him too much. Power. Well, no, I, th I think you can have a righteous hatred. I, I, I disagree. I think you can have a righteous but hatred against these I people. I feel nothing. That's a, I feel nothing uh, for. I, I don't go into the hatred. Because well, I think look, I think the people who said don't hate are the people who don't want you to hate them. Let's we have to go back and re-review all of these things. Don't be <laughs> oh, you're speaking very violently. It's like shut the fuck up. All these. If somebody can get under my skin though and mess me yeah. up and like make me angry, that gives them too much control. I've dealt with some real psychos well, in the world. Well, I'm telling well, you, well, you can, you can have I don't let them get to me. I can fight people fight against ideals, fight against concepts, and be the warrior without allowing them to ever get under my skin. I will no, not no. feel so that's the That's a hatred. different issue. That's, that's called detachment, okay? There's a healthy detachment. But I believe yes. you must hate the devil and you must expose him. You must have this righteous anger against him. And I say this because anytime you talk about cursing at these people, notice how they control all the language. They want you to be within their little four corners of how you even speak about them. Ooh, Dr. Shiva, you shouldn't say fucking, shut the fuck up. I'm going to say that because what they're trying to do is they do not want the masses of 8 billion people who they oppress every day actually rising up against them. Right. So they have multiple, they have all these people who talk like this, you know, and you know, yeah, I understand you got fucked over, but embrace that. Shut the fuck up. Like this is not natural. Go into nature and if you see a lioness, and it's got a cub. And when a snake comes at it, that snake is destroyed, right? There's a real, you know, instinctual reaction. And that is good. And they're trying to take away our instincts. They're trying to take away our intellect and our intuition. All three levels. All, all three should be utilized at the right time. Oh, you shouldn't speak like that. Shut the fuck up. I, I'm going to speak like that because I came from that oppression. And I know who you are. And you want me to speak like that. So you can act as though that you are some high and holy motherfucker and you're not. Right. So that's where you have, you have to look at where this is coming from. Now, obviously, if you're among the 8 billion people, we're all brothers and sisters. Yeah, you shouldn't hate us. But you know what? They're not of us. They're different, Michelle. So we have to have this distinction when we preach certain philosophies. I mean, Gandhi was a complete scumbag. OK, he talked about nonviolence, but he was highly violent. You know, if you look at the Sepoy mutiny that took place. When, yeah. when the Indians rose up against the British, he was saying, ooh, we shouldn't do that. That's being violent. But he was okay at the British abusing the victims, okay? So that's what we have. We have a set of uh, people who are imposing these philosophies on us. It's not like they care about us being hateful or not hateful or angry or not. They just want to control us. That's what we have to Double standards. Double standards, lower standards. That's yes, what it is. Yeah. Exactly. They hate, yeah, they hate Kennedy fucking hates you. The Zionists hate you because they think they're better and they think they're so smart. They can steal our material and wrap it up. That's hatred. You acknowledge the hard work of someone did. If someone worked their butt off and achieved certain things. And I received it through meditation. So yep. most of the stuff I receive it through meditation, it's directly channeled into my brain. I come and I share it with the public because it's, given to me to share. And then when it's stolen, they don't even give it justice. They don't understand the entire background that 
needs to be explained or why it came down to yes, our sir. consciousness in the first let, place. Let, let me bring up someone just put, someone's calling me Muhammad Shiva because I am exposing Kennedy and attacking Zionism. This is a fucking idiot, okay? This is what I call a fucking idiot, okay? And I, I think we should discuss fucking idiots too. It's very important to discuss fucking idiots because- I appreciate your warrior-ness. Well, 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 Michelle, they're trying to create a dialectic. Because I oppose Zionism, therefore I must be pro-Islam. You see this fucking idiot? And, and it's creating that dialectic that is used to manipulate people. Zionism has nothing to do with Judaism, idiot. Zionism has nothing to do with... Um, uh, there are fact, rabbis all over the world right now speaking the same truth. Against saying Zionism. That Zionism is not Judaism. Right. And they're, they are standing up for, and if I'm not sure, it has to be people of that hive mind. And. Yep. Shiva for the caliphate. <laughs> you trying see that? To, yeah. Trying to talk so, to people who are in a hive is, is next to impossible right. from my experience. So, so we live in this very, uh, interesting world where I think what's happening, Michelle, this is a huge opportunity we have because I see it happening. Um, you know, every Thursdays um, we have an event, right? And the event is very cool because as I mentioned to you, it's Thursdays are normally a very long day. We do an open house and, and initially we were only doing it at 8 p.m. And then a lot of people from India, Europe wanted to join and people would be awake on the phone call until 4 a.m. So we do 11 a.m. EST. And at 8 p.m., people can go to vashiva.com slash orientation. And what we do is we take a topic like we're doing here, but a lot of extraordinary people show up. And what's been happening over the last six months is people are coming who actually didn't agree with me three years ago. This is even more fascinating. So there was a woman who came who lives in Cambridge, Massachusetts, in our, in our neighborhood. And she hated me because I was exposing Elizabeth Warren. And we had a big bus that, which said only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. So she comes on, she goes, you know, I find you so annoying. I was really upset with you. But she goes, over the last three years, I've been watching your videos and I realized everything you've said is absolutely truthful. And she goes, I'm gonna join your movement, okay? From the Democrat camp, the, the quote unquote woke camp, another person who was supporting Kennedy and watched a show with Kennedy on Joe Rogan. And he said, you know, I saw Joe Rogan, Kennedy, I was gonna give him lots and lots of money. And then I saw a video that accidentally popped up in my feed where you're destroying Kennedy and exposing Rogan. And he goes, for two days, I couldn't sleep. I had cognitive dissonance. And he goes, you know, we, I wanna support you in your movement. Now, what's, in, what's really powerful about those people is these are extraordinary human beings. And the reason I say that is they're being self-critical of themselves. They overcame their own ego. They went through the journey of almost getting trapped with these devils and they well, overcame- generally, yeah, the democratic, population of people are generally more empathetic yep. in nature. So I am feeling that you will probably find more Democrat crossovers than the other aisle, the other side of the aisle. Yeah. Someone just said you are annoying, but mostly right. Thank you. So <laughs> this is what's interesting. I one time there's a great uh, bodybuilding coach by the name of Frank Zane. Frank Zane is the only one to beat Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? And one time I was working out with him 
And Frank, and I was asking a question about why. You're working Frank, out, wait, you're jumping way too fast. You were working out with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, no, Frank Zane. Frank Zane. Oh, okay, okay. Now, okay. Frank, Frank is very interesting. Frank is, he's the only one who beat Arnold Schwarzenegger three times. Okay. And if you look at Frank's history, Frank's very, he meditates, he's deeply spiritual. He was a teacher. Um, and, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger in many ways was a scumbag, okay? On many different levels. He cheated many times, and Frank started sharing this with me. But Frank has become a great teacher. Um, you know, he's he, he would he would appreciate everything we're talking about. Okay, so I was working out with Frank, and um, he was saying uh, at one point I asked him why why about some why should I do a supinated grip, and he goes Shiva, shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter why. What matters is are you willing to practice that, and through the experience, your consciousness raises. So part of the thing is. People need to go through a certain experience. People think you raise consciousness by simply raising consciousness, but it is through your works, through karma yoga, getting back to that, that you do raise to so doing the hard work, that something, the mind and the body are very connected. You can approach it by meditating all day, but you don't really get into your fiber. Ultimately matter, information and energy all united. So I would argue that we live in this physical world. The more you fully embrace the physical world, but live it righteously, speaking truth, you know, physically uh, working, um, uh, using your mind and living an honest life, that will raise consciousness. So the classical premise of Tantra yoga, right? Well, it's karma yoga. Tantra yoga is related to that, yes. But the whole concept is it is through your deeds and your works, right? Yeah. Through sadhana. So the idea is how do you live? How do you actually make your money? Ask any of these people how they make money. They're just moving money around. How does Booby fucking Kennedy make money? He hasn't. He has a fucking trust fund. That's not living a honorable life. I couldn't how even imagine. And I have I have known people that are trust fund babies, not many, and they are generally full of addictions because they don't have to work. And they feel lost. And if you don't have to, then a lot of people don't. And so then they are bored and they try to fill up their time and they seek out activities that end up being very destructive to self. So yeah, I would never covet or be jealous of trust fund babies because they seem to have a lot of issues. Yeah, well, it's not being jealous about them. Um, it's about some people are, though. There are people that are jealous of trust fund and there's not really anything to be jealous of, I think is the point because working is the whole point. Like you're saying, doing the work. Yeah. So what's happened is, what's happened is the parents, the school systems, all of this have encouraged people not to fucking work hard. You know, um, I, when I hire people, Michelle, the biggest thing I deal with is people don't have any discipline to sit down do a process and work. Everything has been made. Oh, Johnny doesn't, uh, Johnny is very intelligent. He has ADHD. You see, he's actually a fucking genius. No, Johnny's not a fucking genius. You're a fucking idiot. You didn't know how to bring up your kids. Teach your kids how to have some structure, especially when they're young. So parents don't give their kids any structure yeah. because when you give structure, you need structure for energy to flow. So the energy particular of young people is all over the map. When you give structure, the energy has a way to manifest itself and organize itself. So all of these trust fund kids, the reason they're fucking dangerous, it's not about hating them. 
is because they end up becoming in positions of power. Yeah. And they, and they preach a philosophy of getting away with murder. Look at this Indian guy, Vivek the Snake, who's a Brahmin brown nose bullshitter, right? He really never had to work hard. He created a company which literally stole, bought a failed drug from a pharma company. Then his mother, it's how bad his mother is, okay? Took all the data and revived the drug, redid the data, and they took this company public. They knew the drug not, was useful. Not my son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway. Who is uh, this? So there's a guy called Vivek the Snake who's running for, right? Oh, the young man in America running for president. Is that who yes. you're talking about? Yes. So he, he's all over TikTok. I have seen him and I've been wondering why. Yeah. How does this guy come up overnight? So anyone you see on mainstream media who's out there is there because they're supported by the swarm. You know, in 2020, we got our message out to about a half a billion people, Michelle. And then they said, shit, we can't get, let this guy out there anymore. He's too real. But Vivek right. the Snake, they literally went and found, I mean, this is a psyop. They said, shit, there's a brown skin Indian guy. So they went and found this other brown skin Indian guy who's a fake. And what he, he comes out of the Yale Harvard swarm. Okay. How did this guy make his money? He goes to Harvard, then hangs out with his clique of the hedge fund guys. And then, interesting enough, he goes to Yale, takes a Soros scholarship, okay, for affirmative action while he had a million bucks in the bank. Wow. He's a millionaire and takes a scholarship which was designed for poor working class black and you know poor kids and then he says he's against affirmative action but more interesting this is the nature of a brahmanical fucking snake here's what he does he starts a biotech company all right he gets from his elite friends five million bucks he takes that five million dollars goes to one of the biggest pharma companies called GlaxoSmithKline, and they have a drug that failed that failed clinical trials was supposedly for Alzheimer's four times. So it's a failed drug, Michelle. He buys that drug from them for 5 million bucks, puts it into a new company called Axovant. Then what he does, he goes to his mother. He goes to his mother and his brother, brings them into the company, has his mother reanalyze the data of this clinical data of this failed, failed drug, reanalyze it, didn't even do the clinical study and throw out all the people who didn't complete the study. It's called the completer analysis. So now overnight, the data looks like it's a great drug. They take that data and they promote it on Wall Street. They take the company public, raise billion, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. He then yeah. cashes out 50 million, knows the drug is gonna fail. Then they do the clinical trial, it fails. The company loses 99% in value. You see what I'm saying? That is how these people make money. And then they all pat each other on the back saying how wonderfully intelligent you are. They didn't do research. They didn't do any med medical work. Everything they did was manipulation, is financial engineering. And what I'm saying is the elites, be it Kennedy, be it Trump, all these trust fund kids actually think they're better than you. They actually think they're smart because they're able to do that. And they think we are the weaklings. They think we are dumb because we actually work our butts off. And that's where we're at. We're at a very yeah. important point in history. Do people want to support th this kind of behavior? Do they want to support people 
who manipulate the system, subjugate you, do not work hard, have no sense of you, no sense of spirituality, none of it. They actually think they're better than you. Hmm. Think about that. This guy. I'm, goes I am thinking about it. <laughs> think about I'm pondering. it. And his mother supported this. His family supported this. Hmm. And I did wonder now, where he came from because he popped up like literally out of nowhere overnight and he was right. everywhere. Did he, did he do the hard work? No. Why does think about the common feature of all these people is they get promoted because they're all part of the swarm. They're all organized criminals. These people are organized crime and they profit from organized crime, from profit from subjugation. And they're the ones who profit by having discussions about shit that doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck about population. It's it's not an issue. It's not it'll a the work real issue. It'll work itself out. Is is the my... issue is they're trying to depopulate us. That's what should be concerning to people. Some some are. There are some. I know, like you mentioned Sadhguru already, and I used to follow him. Um, He's a fucking doofus. Well, he doesn't teach yoga how I learned it. So he, that was causing confusion, you know, in my mind. Oh, he's but no, what I was, he said that he's, he wants to depopulate the planet. So yeah. he doesn't hide it. He said it openly. And so th there are people that openly admit that they're trying to depopulate the planet. And when you observe, there are more than just him out there trying to do this. Yep. Yeah, but I'm saying that someone like him is neither a, a guru or a teacher. What he is, um, uh, is that these people are actually manipulating law. So you see that what they what the swarm has done, Michelle. They've created like a TV station, all these channels mm -hmm. to manipulate people. So they have the Sadhguru channel. He speaks some Indian stuff, wears a turban, wears a beard, talks some Indian stuff. You know, da 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 da, and then all these new age people follow him. Oh, right. Then they have a channel for booby fucking Kennedy. Right? Ooh, the Kennedys. They have a channel for people like Golden Plate of Toilet Seats, Trump. They have another channel for people who are just openly uh, disgusting, like the Bidens, right? They have another channel for people like the Clintons, you see? So they've created all these channels of some of them speak truth, right? Wear a hat that says truth. But all of them are one big family. And that's what people need to understand. They're, they're Brahmin, they're Zionists, and they hate you. These people Where do you think Elon Musk fits into this? He's part of this. He he seems like he is, right? And then he tries to seem like he's not. It's very tricky. There's a yeah, lot but that, of Yeah, that is the nature of the devil, Michelle. Right? It is easy, right? So when I was put back on Twitter on October 22nd, it was my lawsuit in 2020 that discovered the fact that the government has an entire censorship portal into Twitter. This is in 2020. You know, I won uh, major parts of that lawsuit because we were the first ones to expose the fact that government has a backdoor portal into Twitter. All right. That's in 2020. All right. Fucker Carlson got all the data about our lawsuit. He, he actually concealed it. Glenn Greenwald concealed it. All right. So people go to winbackfreedom.com um, just to uh, educate people. This was the work that I did. I, I fought it was me against seven Harvard-trained lawyers. We won those lawsuits, okay? Until the judge wanted me to drop all the, the case against the government, which I refused. Um, but here's that lawsuit, okay? That we discovered the entire infrastructure of how government here 
silences political opponents. And that's what I was. So after we expose oh, this. So you're talking about the controlled opposition. That's really what we're talking about. I'm talking so, about the not so obvious establishment, the not well, so obvious establishment. Yes, all, all of what we were talking about before with the different channels, the Sagura channel, the Trump channel, yes. the, the Kennedy channel, all these different channels of the same beast, right? Yeah, they're the same it, beast. But they have to or even, um, what's his name? Russell Brand. He's, He's another one. Controlled opposition or right. uh, Andrew Tate. They try to come off as renegades. Like they, they have the same talk and the same right. and, they, walk. And, and the thing is, if you notice, all of those people are promoted. You know, they are. I have, I have a close to 2 million followers. My followers on Facebook have remained at 540,000 for two years. I have 325,000 followers on Twitter. I used to do a tweet in 2020. I would get 100,000 retweets. I do a tweet now. It's lucky if it gets 100 retweets. Okay. Oh, they saw me coming before I even got to the stage, my friend. I understand. I haven't yeah. gotten big. I have used TikTok because that's not owned by, you know, I mean, it's a little bit better, I have found. But still, it's very challenging. But what we need to understand, the, the way that we win this, and um, I got to get going shortly, but and, and I know, um, so here's the bottom line. The way we win this is through raising consciousness. Then the issue is what consciousness do you want to raise? It has to be a, you raise consciousness about looking at the world as it is today. Mm -hmm. We don't need to talk about the Vedas. If, it's nice to study that stuff. And that's a thing it not is, to it do it. <laughs> but it's, but it's a, important to apply it here and now. There's enough lessons the, the the Ramayana is playing itself out right in front of us, right? The Old Testament is playing itself in, right in front of us right now. And that's what people need to understand. God gives amazing opportunities for see things as they are here and now. So when you look at it, Elon Musk is a Pharisee and a Sadducee. When he took over Twitter, that was a arrangement that was made because where Elon Musk begins and where government ends, nobody knows. He's, you know, SpaceX is all government. Right. Twitter is it's Section 230 Immunities Government. Tesla would Tesla. not exist right. without the $1.3 billion in carbon credits. Right. The bottom line is Elon Musk was brought in. The guy's never innovated anything in his life. He's a fictitious character that they brought in. Yeah. And his job is to act like he's fighting the establishment or he's for free speech. But when I got put back on Twitter, I did yeah. a tweet. And I said, Elon, why don't you make me CEO? That got close to about 40 million views. The next day I said, Elon, are you going to take away the backdoor portal that I discovered? And I kept hammering on that. My views went down right. from about 500,000 views per day down to 5,000. So, yeah. but Kennedy gets promoted, right? So what they're doing is it's censorship 10.0 right now. It's I still much don't understand how the sheeple can believe when he says that he's one of the people and he's not the elite. He literally talks about the elites like they're a separate thing from him, but he's one of the richest men in the world. How can you not call yourself an elite? How are people, and I don't think, I, I'm telling you, I think there's a lot of illusion work going on. I don't yeah, think way, that many people are agreeing with what he's saying on Twitter. I think there's a lot of fake accounts posing as people to make right. it well, boost, look like he has all this support. Well, Michelle, what's really going on is that if you look at what's happening with Elon Musk, the conservatives 
the anti-woke conservatives are the ones who bow down to him. Okay, they think he's fighting for free speech. So what's happening is, and the reason they promote him, the anti-woke conservatives, because he gives them views, he gives them money. Follow the money with all these people. Now, in my case, I'm truly independent. I've never cared for any of these people. And that's what frightens them when they find people like ourselves who are truly independent and that are actually wanting to build a bottoms-up movement. This is very dangerous because they always want to make people dependent on them. So when I exposed right. the entire Twitter thing back in 2020, they didn't want to cover it because they don't want to give the limelight to the people who are actually doing the work. You see, and this has been the age-old thing. They want to give credit, fake credit, to the people who actually don't do the work. So it's like Johnny doesn't do the homework. His parents hire him consultants so he can plagiarize other kids' work, and then he gets to go to Harvard and Yale, all right, right. that they have prep schools. So they have dumb idiots rich, dumb idiots who get to go to these elite schools and smart, hardworking, working class kids who can't get education. That's what the world has become. And this is why it is us versus them. It is about fighting evil. And it is about time people declare their independence from Zionism, from Brahminism, from this elitism. And it's not going to come from bowing down to these people. You have to detach yourself. And getting back to the core, people have to detach themselves from this abusive relationship. But it is a personal decision people need to make. Some people have been through enough abuse, they get it. Other people may need to be abused another couple of lifetimes, right? That's, a, that's their journey. But our movement exists now. And it's a, so you don't have to fly over to India to understand how your body is a system. You don't have to do all sorts of yoga contortions. You can do that. But the fundamental reason is people need to understand that what we've done at Truth Freedom Health is we've integrated engineering system science with ancient systems of yoga uncovered a system of curricula that anyone can educate themselves, learn, teach, and serve, and they become their own gurus. They become the teachers. They become the- I always say true leaders build leaders. Exactly. A true leader is not afraid of the populace becoming strong. That's what the leader wants. Exactly. That's what we want. And that's what truth that freedom help is. That is what we is. want. Truth freedom help is I about want. educating people bottoms up, but the core teachings integrate 10,000 year old systems of system science with modern system science. So it makes it accessible. Yeah. We have people who are a plumber who's teaching a PhD system science. It's quite extraordinary what we're doing, right? So this is truly egalitarian. It respects people based on their deeds, not on their nepotism. It doesn't base. So that's what this is about. So anyway, Michelle, I think, um, did we, did we, do you want to cover any more things? Did we get through all your questions? Oh, we didn't even get close to going through all my questions, so maybe we'll have to meet again. But um, I, I think that I think that we've covered a lot of things. I, there, there are so many things to ask. There's so many things to talk about. I think maybe in closing, in with respect to what's going on currently on the global stage, um, do you find that? healing generational trauma will help in the movement? Do you think that it plays a part in it? Do you think that the cycles that continue on in families um, play a factor in people staying asleep to what's going on or lost in different traumas and things that are going on? How do you think generational trauma healing will 
be impacted or how do you think it can impact this movement? Yeah, I think you're asking an interesting question. So I, let me just, so when we talk about generational trauma, um, you know, all of us are born into this world at a certain point in time, right? You're born into a particular family, uh, you're born into a particular condition, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that, and when you're born at that instant into that environment, um, invariably you're exposed to all of that uh, content and that situation, right? It could be positive, it could be negative, whatever it is, right? You're born into that framework. Like we just came to be one day, right? The issue, Michelle, I think people need to think about at a certain point in their life is do they accept the way their conditions are or do they want to change it, okay? So this is a very deeply personal decision everyone needs to make at a certain time. And that's, you, you could say that's the formation of adulthood, right? Where you start realizing that you have um, your responsibility and you have to be accountable. So think about all the many, many stories you'll hear you know, my, my own mom, you know, or even my own background, right? My mom grows up in a world in India in a low caste environment where people spit on her when she goes to the well just to get water, you know, because she's a lower caste. The Brahmins do that. Her father leaves her and nine other kids. She becomes homeless overnight. Now, what could she have done? So she grew up in this traumatic situation, right? Mm -hmm. She decides as an eight-year-old kid that she's going to stand up on her own two feet that she's going to get educated, right? At a time when people of her background never could edu get educated. So she chose a decision of action, you say, a very powerful decision. And then she pursued that path. Right. So I think at any point, in any moment, you know, an individual has the opportunity to make decisions for themselves, regardless of the situation that they grew up in. Obviously, some situations are harder. Similarly, you could have someone who grows up in a very everything is perfect. They have parents who are gurus and teachers and teach them all the greatest. Think about that, right? Have money. I mean, they have everything. And that kid could make a decision that he wants to become a member of the organized crime and he wants to be lascivious and hurt. That too can occur. Okay. The example right. of Lucifer. Yeah. So there is a point, the individual soul makes certain decisions. Now, if you want to change the world, then you come to a point and how do you want to change the world? Right? Do you want to pursue a whole bunch of different paths? Do you want to follow a guru? Do you want to go uh, become a business? There's an infinite number of decisions, right? Some of those decisions, some of those approaches lead you to liberation much faster, right? You could spend 30, 40 years. And what I would um, like to share with people with all humility is it took me 50 years to understand the, the dynamics of how systems work, the dynamics of how this manipulation works. Now, you could say, go read the Puranas, go read Ramayana, go follow the Christian text, go follow, go do some self-help, whatever it is, right? The problem is all of these teachings, as good as they are, lost their connection to natural laws and systems and made it accessible to people. And that's what, you know, with all humility that we've done, made it accessible to everyone, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious background, regardless of their upbringing. Now you can enhance it with other things, right? But at a fundamental level, this issue of trauma and oppression that people grow up with, I mean, 8 billion people, we all grow up in an oppressive system, right? 0.00, I mean, we grow up in trauma. Talk about generational trauma. You grow up in a world where a fucking Kennedy gets to run for president and gets publicity, right? Even though he's a dirtbag, right? That's generational trauma, okay? Now, the issue is what am I going to do about that? Oh, woe is me. 
I can't, you know, run for president. No, I made a decision that we have to build a movement. We have to mobilize other people. We have to educate people. And it's a hard so, process. So basically present in the moment and take back control of the car that you're driving. <laughs> take action. Be take in action awareness. With, take action. with consciousness. Yeah. And, and, yes. and, and the better action you can take. So you need to have um, the goal, truth, freedom, health. You need to understand the dynamics because you could sort of, you know how there are certain people in art you'll find or music, someone has great talent and they make a great song, right? And they have a hit song and you never hear of them ever again. Yeah. Why is that? Because they did the action but they didn't have the training, right? If those people actually got training, some a little bit of voice lessons, music training, right? and they have the talent, now you create someone who continually reproduce great hits. So you have to have the training and you have to take action and you have to have a vision. And that's what we've created a truth for health. So, and we call it a warrior scholar program. It's not like, oh, I'm an intellectual, you know, you have to use your mind, but then you have to use your body and you have to act. So that's the ultimate solution. And so bottom line is we've created the solution, the framework, and it's a community now. So you don't feel alone. There are a lot of other people like you in this movement, Michelle, who come from all different backgrounds. The thing is the establishment wants people to feel alone and insular, and then that leads to all sorts of other problems. You think you're better than everyone. You think there's no one else that understands you, et cetera. So this is a community. It's a technology. It's isolation, is, isolation is a manipulation tactic. Exactly. So community is key for sure. Do you mind if I play this last uh, video, which is Shiva for president? Because we end Go and then, for it. Yeah, and we'll come right back to everyone. So by the way, everyone, I don't have my bumper sticker here, but um, I left it in the next room. But everyone go get a bumper sticker, Shiva for president. Why? Because it's not about the campaign, but it's about you saying, yeah, there is somebody who's like me. And I'm going to peel this bumper sticker, or put it on the back windshield. And then that's a big way to say fuck you to the swarm. But more importantly, you're... A lot of people will get the bumper sticker, Michelle, and they'll leave it on their dining room table. It is a level of courage to put it on because you're declaring that you're supporting a viewpoint. The other is I encourage everyone to go to Dr. Shiva for president, download that flyer, print it out. Educa it's really an educational flyer. And then go to truthfreedomhealth.com and become a warrior scholar. Let me play this video and we'll be right back, Michelle. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working-class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard, and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office, 
All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science, lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I expose Fauci, galvanize the fire Fauci campaign when others remain silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for President of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people for the working people who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America, be part of this historic movement, all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. President. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Shiva for President. Everyone can join us at our open house at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. People should go to vashiva.com slash orientation. We need to get on the ballot in every state. Um, our campaign is an opportunity for everyone to get involved. Um, and it's the true independence movement. And, uh, you know, the thing I want to end it in closing, Michelle, is this. We are at a very, very historic time. I, I'm talking about a historically spiritual time. Um, and it's an opportunity for the individual to decide, do they want to grow? And if something motivates them, they should think about their own children, you know, or others' children if they care. Right now, the lifespan of the average child is going to be shorter than yours. Think about that. 
And all of this is created by a system of policies, policies that affect people's psyche, mind, and body. And these policies were implemented by people who hate you. They're Zionists, they're racists, they're casteists, they're the Brahmanical breed of people who think they're better than you. And it takes a big journey for people to ultimately, again, it's a very individual journey. People need to embrace who they are, not a selfish one, but have respect ultimately for themselves and their relationship with God. And that's what this is ultimately about. It is a spiritual war. And people have to make the decision, do they truly want to fight evil? And if they want to fight evil, if they really want to fight evil, you have to be uncompromising. You cannot compromise, especially leaders. They are at a, even a higher standard. So if you're going to choose leaders, you have to choose leaders who have a history of fighting, who have a history of actually struggle, and who are one of us. And that's what this is about. And so it's really a growth opportunity for the individual. And if individuals want to grow, you know, this movement exists. And otherwise, you're going to go probably to 20, 30 years of, of your life, go through a lot of suffering and wake up when you're 80 years old. It's, wow, you know, I tried booby. I tried all these people. I fucked up. Why didn't I do this? And the opportunities, we've created this movement out of great compassion because we want to give people the opportunity to win. So anyway, that's sort of the uh, main thing I want to share with people. There's no excuse people have anymore. They don't have to lower their standards. They don't have to say, well, he had to do this, he had to do that. I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. And that's the opportunity for people. I like it. Building from the ground up, Dr. Shiva. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for everybody out there who's watching, commenting, following along, and getting involved. And we will be, That's, you'll be back probably tomorrow, for sure Thursday, we know this. Yeah, so everyone join us on Thursday. And remember, this is, as Michelle just said, this is an opportunity for you to get get your, get involved, take action. Yeah, a lot of people feel helpless. There's right. no need to feel helpless and hopeless when you're given an opportunity to get involved. Yep. Bring it into your Thank locus you, of control. Thank you. Yes. Hold on, Michelle. We're going to just stay on. I'm just going to end the stream. Okay. All right, everyone. Thank you. Be well, be the light. And let's win this fight. Thank you.